Welcome to Touchpoint, a podcast about human connection recorded live before a virtual audience from around the world. I'm your host, Jared Matthew Weiss. On each episode, you'll listen in as I chat with real people about their most profound experiences in bed, in love, and in life. Here we go. Okay. Hello, everybody. Good to see you. My name is Jared, and this is the Touchpoint Town Hall. If you've ever been to the Touchpoint Town Hall, say word. Okay, okay, okay. We got a lot of a lot of you here. Thank God. Good to see all of you. Good to see all of you. It looks like we've got people from all over the world here with us tonight. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited because we we have a lot to talk about. Um, it's been a wild it's been a wild journey to get here. Um, for those of you who've never been here before, um, I started Touchpoint four years ago after a breakup in which I got together, you know, a group of uh, friends, about a dozen friends, and uh, said we need to have a town hall about love, sex, and relationships. And when we all got together, I got to say, people shared the wildest stories I had ever heard. And I decided I wanted to do it again. So the second month I did it and 55 people showed up and the third month, 75 people. And then over the last four years, I've had the opportunity to talk to about 5,000 people from 26 countries about the way love and human connection shows up in their lives. Uh, It's been an incredible journey uh, in response to our, our, our crisis of connection that we've been experiencing over the last couple months. We decided to bring our town hall online and uh, it's been an incredible journey to be here to, to hear from people and have them share their love stories with us live from their living rooms. Uh, it's been an, a remarkable journey. And uh, I'm just really grateful uh, and excited to be here with all of you um, tonight. Uh, before we get started, um, I just want to share one thing that I've learned from talking to 5,000 people about the way love and human connection shows up in their lives. Um, I've learned that all of us, every single one of us, whether it's in a, in a romantic relationship or a sexual relationship or in a relationship with our children, our parents, our coworkers, with our baristas, it doesn't matter who we're talking about. I've learned that every human being is looking for the feeling of home. And now when I say home, I mean there are three needs that we have met. Those three needs are to feel safe, to feel known, and to feel loved. If you need to feel safe, known, and loved, say word. Okay. Okay, that should be that should be pretty much everybody. Everybody needs to feel safe, known and loved. This is these are fundamental needs that we all have. And in this space, in this space as we explore uh as we explore, you know, all a, a variety of subjects, people will share things 
And as they do, it is our job collectively, everybody logged in here from all over the world, it is our job to make everybody feel safe, known, and loved. That is our one job, all of us here tonight for the next hour, is to make everybody who shares feel safe, known, and loved. Um, now, you may not find yourself on camera tonight or on the mic, but in that chat, in that chat, anybody can write anything they want. And that means all of us have this superpower to change the vibe, right? As Yogi Bhajan says, he says, you know, with one word, you can break a heart. With one word, you can heal a heart. So every single one of us has been given this superpower to change the vibe. And what I'm going to ask of you is that while you're here, if you're gonna contribute in the chat, or if you come on the video and we get to talk together, that you make sure that your contribution is in the spirit of making yourself and others feel safe, known, and loved. Can I count on you for that? If I can count on you for that, say word. Okay, good, thank God, amazing, beautiful. This is what I wanna see. So, so, if for any reason somebody contributes something that makes anybody feel unsafe, unknown, and unloved, then we have producers standing by and they will remove you. And we don't want to remove anybody. We want everybody in this together. Uh, so please, 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 please just, just make everybody, including yourself, feel safe, known, and loved. Um, now, with that being said, uh, I would love to see who's here. So we're going to do something that I call the hug cam. And so, Chris, if you can hit me with that music, uh, when that camera lands on you folks, you just give yourself a hug, or if you're with somebody, give them a hug. Chris, let's see who's here. Who do we got? Who's in the house with us tonight? Oh my God, Dan, what's up? Dan, give yourself a hug, baby. Oh my God, it's Andy Harwood. Andy, give yourself a hug, brother. Go ahead. Oh, there you go. Hey, Addison. Okay, who's up next? Okay, hey, Sylvia, what the deal? Sylvia's in the home office making magic. Hey, Bob. There you go. Who else we got, Chris? Oh, Gabby. Gabby. Hi, Gabby. All right, here we go. Who's next? What? Norm. Norm in the mountains. Good to see you. Oh, Christine. Hey, Hey, Sam. Who else we got out there? Hey, Craig. Oh, Michelle in the house, y'all. Chris, give me a couple more. Oh, Jessa. Jessa, we're looking at you. Okay. Hey, Henry. Henry. Hey, there you go, baby. There you go, baby. We're all looking at you, baby. <laughs> Hey, Marilyn. Ooh, oh, this is so, give me one more, Chris. It's in the air, it's in my blood, oh, Eric is in the house. Eric, give yourself a hug. Oh, good to see you, Eric. All right, all right, all right. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Beautiful, all right. So, all right, so we got a lot of faces out there, a lot of beautiful people, so happy that you're here. Uh, now that uh, we've seen some faces and we've all committed to making each other feel safe, known, and loved, I think we can get going. Uh, I'm going to start tonight by talking to Kat and Brandy in Oakland. Chris, can you bring up Kat and Brandy in Oakland? Wow, here we go. Hello. 
Hello. Hi. Oh my God, so good to see the two of you. So good to see the two of you. Brandy, I understand you're in school? Yes, I'm on EMT in training. EMT in training, thank God. You know, we, we're going to need a lot more, uh, apparently. So, uh, so thank you for stepping up. Absolutely. So uh, I know that, uh, I know that uh, all, all I know is that you've been uh, having an interesting, uh, an interesting time in quarantine as you're a, a couple quarantining <laughs> together. And you've been navigating uh, alone time. How do you find alone time while you're in quarantine together? And, uh, and you have an interesting, an interesting story. So maybe you could speak to what, what's, what is going on? What is navigating alone <laughs> time and quarantine look like for the two of you? Talk, talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, uh, for me in particular, first of all, my name is Brandy Fouchot. Um, I am in the EMT training, um, which is given a lot of time towards studying. So that's definitely interfered with some, uh, you know, personal time. But in uh, any case, I am a female to male transgender, transmasculine. Also, identify myself as two-spirit. Um, and uh, I started transitioning about two years ago in, uh, with the medical intervention of hormones, but I've been trans for longer. Um, and uh, I'm pretty much a teenager right now, going through puberty. So I'm used to having my alone time and exploring that, uh, like while my girlfriend's at work or, you know, um, <laughs> Just trying to get that handled but uh since quarantine it's it's been it's been a little bit different to access i won't say difficult necessarily just different in the way that i choose to go about that and um when you say alone time and you're referencing being a teenager what what are you talking about specifically like masturbation be clear uh, with us okay yeah, yeah. Okay. Masturbation, just, so you're you getting know. to know yourself you're really getting to know yourself in a big way wow yeah. okay and my body's changing and there's more sensitivities in certain places like my, you know, my growing clitoris essentially. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of discoveries as far as uh, my preferences, um, new developments around that, uh, especially when it comes to like my sexuality, uh, learning that I'm a little more bi than I used to think. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And also pan in that sense as well. Um, Did like you say pan? Yeah, maybe you could maybe you could break that down. Yeah, that she can break it down. She has that. There's a lot of terms. There's a lot of terms here. Uh, okay, so what is pansexual? So Talk to us. Then. Essentially, um, anything on the gender spectrum, right? So I'm pan. Brandy's trans, and I have an attraction to Brandy, but I would also I also have attraction to people in general, <laughs> right? Um, no matter what the gender or sex is. It makes so, her like all for nothing. No, you know, or all right. Yeah. All right. So, so how do you? So basically, you're seeking alone time to masturbate and get to know your new body. Yes. Is that right? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. wow. Okay. And so, how do you communicate that? How do you? How do you ask for that? Well, for one thing, it's not something I can predict, right? So <laughs> you were a teenage boy once, right? <laughs> I was. I yeah. was for sure. Lots of socks, yeah. <laughs> um, I think we'll, I like to try to, you know, I like to, in the past, I like to try to coordinate that while she's at work so I can be fully available for her. Um, you know, lately it's been, I've been busy during the day, so it can come on like really late at night. And even during the most ideal moments that her and I would be connecting, and it can be a little difficult to ask for that space to just, kind of lock myself away and, you know, watch the porn that I want and kind of get down with myself in the way that I want to, um, you know, without wanting to, you know, 
step on anyone's ego <laughs> or yeah. you know, sex drive, sex drive, <laughs> and and then the, you know trying to give encouragement to her to kind of do something similar in that way, you know. Yeah, and and how long have the two of you been together? Over a year. Over a year, and which is I started transitioning two years ago, so pretty much the entire time I've been transitioning. Right. So so you have only you've you've only known Kat, you've only known Brandy as Brandy in in this chapter of their life. Essentially. Uh no, he, she's known me longer than that, but Oh, okay. How long so how long have you known each other? Oh, uh that's a like longer four time. years, like but, acquaint, acquainted for four years, but we've been living kind of parallel lives for longer than that. Yeah. Crossed really paths in college and didn't realize it. And yeah. 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 And so um, it feels like going through, there's so many transitions that are we're happening right now. It sounds like you're, you're going into a new career. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're transitioning, you've transitioned into a new body. You're, you're, you're in quarantine together. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a lot of transitions all at one time. Absolutely. I left um, a your marriage to yeah. be with Brandy. Mm-hmm. Wait, say that again. <laughs> I left a Wait, seventeen what? year. Yeah, I left a seventeen year relationship. I was married for eleven um, to be with Brandy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And with, so cis male. So cis man. Mm-hmm. It was a cis man. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a cis man is like a cisgender man. Just so we define the terms, a cisgender man is somebody who's born. Yes. Their, their, the gender assigned at birth is the gender they feel they identify with. Is that correct? correct? Okay, cool. So, so, okay. So now I have just more questions about the love story then. Okay. So you know each other and I, and again, like, you know, Kat, um, we talked about this before. I'm going to have questions. I'm going to stumble upon different words and I just hope that you're forgiving and correct me when I say the wrong thing. Um, in my experience with, uh, talking with anybody who's trans they there's there's a variety of relationships they have to their previous identity i guess um and i know that there's a term the dead name is a term that i've heard used before that you know we don't use the name that we used before i guess how how has the relationship changed obviously brandy you you're going through this transition how has the relationship changed as you know, from the beginning when you met and now and going through this transition together, I guess, yeah, how are you? Yeah. For one thing, I just want to say that I don't, I don't participate in that dead name uh, philosophy. It's for me, it's more of integration of who I was and who I am now. Um, okay. Even during my transition, I've been discovering a lot about my femininity that I feel safer in. Oh, um, okay. So that's been a really awesome experience and, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do I look different? Talk different? Yeah. Walk different? <laughs> yeah. Much, much bigger attitude now. I'm just <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else to speak to? Like since you've known me? Um, I mean, it's also the process of getting to know somebody on a romantic level and that definitely changes dynamics mm-hmm. as well. Um, this is my first romantic, like queer relationship and walking into it, I'm, I mean, I, I'm actually a, a therapist for alternative sex and sexualities and, and kink, you know, and work with trans folks. And that's another part of our love story of how that came about. Mm-hmm. But it, how you know, did that come about? We want to know. Okay. <laughs> um, the quick abbreviated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
he was in vagina monologues when I was in college. I saw him, didn't realize I saw him. And that's then, his female. Yeah, it's, it's his female. Um, that's his female. Okay. And then ten um, years later, he was working as a front desk person at a hair salon. At a hair salon, and I don't find many of people attractive. Um, I'm gray sexual. We can go into that later, but I don't find many people attractive. I couldn't help it. This one kept standing out because he's damn cute and his personality matches. Um, <laughs> and then we all went out as a group and then what about two years later i was getting some information for um top surgery for one of my clients i was currently working as a transgender health insurance advocate for a top surgeon wow okay. i have to didn't know but um she I, called the line and i picked up the phone and she asked for resources on behalf of a patient for writing those letters to clear surgery and I was like, hmm, all these little facts about you add up. But I couldn't say anything because of patient confidentiality and professionalism. So uh -huh. I simply replied uh, through email. Later on, Facebook turns like, hey, dude, I think that was you on the phone. So <laughs> we met <laughs> up for a drink. I gave him relationship advice mm -hmm. on a girlfriend that he was currently with. And obviously, it was good advice, I swear. Mm -hmm. So good. I was like, I don't want to apply that to her. <laughs> Wait, were you attracted? So, so at that point, at that point, um, Brandy, you were identifying as a her? I was identifying as they or he, actually. Yeah. That's oh, they or he? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Go on. We'll do one. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we really, we were, we started off as friends, saw her as a, the potential of a really good friend, just cool, all around good person, easy to talk to. And knowing that she's married, you know, wanted to remain respectful to that. Uh, her, you know, ex-partner is an amazing guy and very sweet and humble and like, you know, just had a lot of respect for that marriage and actually kind of looked up to it. So there was no intention to like get in between that or anything. Yeah. Um, but then I invited yeah. him to Folsom. Are you familiar with Folsom? No. It's a very large kink event, BDSM kink event. So um, I take a lot of virgins um mm -hmm. to that event and brought brandy mm -hmm. and so basically she offered to be my dominatrix uh in during this event and hold me by a leash around and for me that was the first experience i ever had with a woman taking charge um because in a lot of instances being trans and just queer in general um i tend to feel like an, an experiment to people or a um, fetish yeah so she came with this awareness uh -huh. and you know like really uh you know, healthy view on sex and sexuality. That was so, such a relief for me. Um, and it was at that fair that I was like, oh my God, you are sexy and you're a good person, just connecting with everyone, slapping everyone's ass with the- um, Crop. The crop, you know, I just like, I had to stand back and watch and just take her in and I realized like, yeah. And then he took me in literally. After yeah. That. <laughs> Took yeah, me, took me in. and it was just like through transparency and honesty and, you know, the willingness to be able to uh, take a hard blow if it wasn't going to work, but just putting myself out there. Uh, and it was... That brought us here, really. Yeah. I mean, and her, obviously, being able to just like identify that, you know, this is something I want to uh, explore as well and, and take the proper actions to make sure no one gets further hurt around that. Yeah. And it took us, we, it was four months into our relationship before we actually had sex, mm -hmm. um, which was very unique for this one. Yes. You can tell that part of the story. So. I mean, yeah, like um, I come with a background of kind of 
play in the field and that came with the awareness that I wasn't ready for a committed relationship. And, you know, I'm in my early thirties now and, you know, figured out that like, but also going through puberty. Yes. But also going through puberty. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a difficult thing to balance too, but (laughs) at the same rate, like actually I got a chance to explore my sexuality and kind of, you know, put myself at ease around where I want to settle into. Right. And, um, yeah. Um, so it just come with a lot of like awesome communication and uh, practice of patience, <laughs> essentially, really. So Brandy, are you open to me asking some questions just about your transition in general? Yeah. Yes. Okay. This is for everyone. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're getting a lot of love. A lot of people are writing messages to you in the chat about how much they think. And the way you two look at each other is just like, relationship goals for everyone it, i mean right the way they look at each other is that relationship goals say word <laughs> i mean i mean that's the way i mean if we could all just find somebody who looks at us the way these two look at each other that's it that's it oh my god so special so beautiful to witness the two of you um thank you beautiful um so so what I guess I want to go back to like your childhood, Brandy, if we can. Um, Where did you grow up? I grew up in a small town, country town called Woodland. Um, And then I split up from Woodland uh, to Santa Cruz, California. Whoops, slugs. Um, And uh, grew up there from 10 to 18. Um, Had a pretty rough upbringing, for sure. A lot of abuse and uh, neglect and you know, just uh, changing around sceneries between uh, family members and basically was rescued from the poverty and abuse um, by my uncle who was a doctor. And uh, my aunt was a legal secretary and they raised me in Santa Cruz and it was just like a flip. So I really have had the best of both worlds. Mm. That's kind of, you know, I have a sister who's gay. um, Also, I think maybe was on the gender spectrum who died by suicide as a result of her uh, inability to be able to, you know, come out about that because of the unsafe nature of the family at the time. Um, wow. uh, I lost my mom to emphysema at 18 years old, right after high school. Um, and, uh, you know, all of these things have been definitely a source of growth and, you know, uh, pain. The pain I've experienced around that has been really like a touchstone to my own awakenings. Um, around my gender and sexuality and just wanting to be an advocate you know for individuals so that i can spread the experience and and hopefully hope that people get through that and really just make the best out of it for themselves beautiful and 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 uh you i see that you use you use both they them and he him yes and so I'm just curious what uh, those pronouns mean to you. Sure. For the most part, like they, them is really just like a knockoff of like, you know, I'm not one or the other, I'm both. Um, And he, him is mainly for the convenience of other people since we live in such a binary, you know, society around gender. And, uh, you know, ultimately in my heart of hearts, I am two-spirit. I've always connected with that philosophy since I was a little kid. And I could say- Two-spirit. Yeah, two spirits. Like the Sorry. native, like the native Indian idea Correct. of two yeah. spirits. And yeah, 
turns out I have Native American in me, so it just kind of aligned. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, yeah, and then I would say that like the first, uh, my first, how do you say it? Michael Jackson was the first person that I clung on to as a form of androgyny, you know, at its best. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's like, that's where it kind of started for me, really, as far as like, wow, I identify with that, this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's beautiful. Wow. Yeah. Well, you're, you're, the love that you two share is really very special. And uh, I'm really grateful that we got to, uh, to check in with the two of you. Um, how in, you know, every relationship, the romantic or otherwise, comes with its challenges. Mm-hmm. How has the, how has, I guess for both of you, you know, Kat being in your first, your first queer relationship and Brandy, obviously um, you're going through a big transition. Uh, what, what have been some of the challenges, you know, that have come up that you've had to negotiate and navigate in this relationship that are unique to this relationship because of, you know, the fact that it's new to the both of you in many different ways. I think that. Sure. Um, um, go ahead. We actually had a challenge, was it last yesterday? Yeah, the other night. Yeah, um, that I think it kind of highlights what we can end up going through while he's transitioning. I'll let you talk about the dysphoric part. Yeah, so like I'm just doing hormones. I don't anticipate doing top surgery or anything unless it's because like this world's becoming more unsafe and I can't get away with it. Um, but basically, uh, I've noticed that since the transitioning part on in, in a hormone way, I've, uh, so your, your uh, what do you call it? <laughs> your clit grows, right? Um, it basically starts to form like a small penis. Um, right. And it can grow around two, two inches long or so. Um, and with that, you know, since males traditionally have, you know, a larger penis, um, it, there's more dysphoria that's kind of been happening off and on which means that like a misalignment in some ways and during sex there's instances where i feel like i'm an imposter like i'm trying to pretend that i'm something that i'm not and that's really just like a, a cultural and societal barrier like out there but really inside like i'm i'm very satisfied with in especially with our sex and um it can create though like i'm i've just learned how to communicate that as it comes up like in the beginning mm. there's instances where if I don't acknowledge that, I get really frustrated um, and I feel very isolated and I can tend to like shut down and withdraw and mm-hmm. I can be frustrated with her. I just wanna ask everybody, if you've ever felt like an imposter, like maybe you are being something you're not or you feel like something you're not while you're having sex, say word. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I think it's an important thing. I think that, you know, that feeling, whether it's not being enough or feeling like we're, you know, being ourselves is, is not what people want or pretending or all these, these different mechanisms that we create, they're so universal and they, they scale way beyond any gender orientation or expression or generation. And uh, I think it's just important to highlight that. So thank you for sharing that. All right, yeah, of course. And it seems like a lot of other people have felt that way too, myself included. Uh, Kat, 
Well, that's and what I what we were starting to talk about is like this is something as Brandy was saying, being able to express it um, has come with the vulnerability in our relationship, um, and something I will say, being in a queer relationship, much more vulnerability. I'm a very cognitive person, and now I have a heart. It's great, um, <laughs> but you know, in regard to the sexual aspect of it there are times where the frustration at first, you know, I was taking it very personally, mm -hmm. uh, like, what am I doing wrong? Is this okay? And it was, you know, through conversation that we started to, or I started to understand what was going on more and more with Brandy, which is a very vulnerable mm -hmm. topic to bring up. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, for example, like just two nights ago, um, you know, in the middle of set, it just was not clicking, was not clicking. There's frustration on both sides, but we were able to like take space from it and then had, you, you know, sex later on and two orgasms. Mm -hmm. This one, because he can. And I can say from my end of that, it's like, there really is constant changes about what feels good and what doesn't. And it like can change overnight. So I'm like, oh, that technique you were using like a week ago, do that again. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, like we've gone through a book. Yeah, seriously, write that one down. Um, <laughs> oh, Z, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, and and because I'm just discovering at the same at the same rate as she. Yeah, I mean, it's so amazing. <laughs> I wish we all would, if we all had uh, partners when we were younger and our first explorations of sexuality were so open and we could talk about them so openly and, and uh, I'm sure it would uh, uh, it would serve every single one of us to have that kind of dynamic. So um, thank God that uh, you found each other, and uh, and I'm so grateful that you uh, that you shared with us. Um, Touchpoint fam, uh, what is one word uh, that you're thinking or feeling as you listen to uh, Kat and Brandy's story? Just share that one word in the chat. Um, inspired, touched, love, warmth brave, amazed, queer, empathy, authenticity, hopeful, perfect, open, compatible. Um, uh, you know, I always say, I always say that every day I, uh, I wake up and my objective is to collect and create evidence that the world is safe and people are good. And uh, the two of you have definitely done that for me tonight. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing with us. I'm so grateful um to see you and i hope that we can chat again soon thank you and thank you thank for you. putting this together and all the touch point you know folks out there and fans as well this yeah. was this was great this is yeah. makes for great sex tonight thanks yeah <laughs> we'll bring great. this into thank, <laughs> thank god yeah well good good to, good to meet you both and look forward to chatting uh, again soon um chris Chris, I would love to talk to uh, Jadea and Josue in Southern Massachusetts. Hello. Hi. Hi. It is good to see you. How are you feeling? Oh, feeling really in tune with my feminine energy right now. Feeling complete, feeling whole, and feeling just, yeah, an expansion within my heart. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty open. I'm feeling moved by that last testimony. That was just yeah. beautiful. And I resonate with so much yeah. of what was said, especially when with the they, he, him, they, there. That's they, them. That's what I, I was actually going to put on my. I'm still kind of experimenting and figuring out where I'm at. So it was beautiful how open um, you guys were. So I'm really, so my heart, yeah. my heart is really open. Yeah. So thank you. Beautiful. Beautiful. This is a new relationship that you guys are in now, huh? 
Yes. Um, how long? How long have you two been together? We've known each other for a while online, um, and we've been together for about six or seven years. Um, <laughs> it feels like six or seven years. We've been together for six or seven months. Okay, six or seven months. Um, and you're quarantining together? Yeah. Oh my God, how's it been to quarantine together? <laughs> yeah, um, it's been a roller coaster, um, but it's also been a opportunity to grow and to love together and in ourselves and just to expand and to deepen our relationship. So yeah, we've been healing and doing that in our work. Yeah, it's been really interesting. I think uh, we're both at a time where we're really exploring ourselves and then coming together yeah. and then being quarantined, going through a lot of things at once, essentially. It's like yeah. these trials and tribulations we feel like that we're going through and everything that we go through, we're able to like kind of like conquer and we just grow deeper, you yeah. know? Uh, so I feel like the quarantine has actually been a good thing in my opinion for me. Like, I know a lot of people are struggling with it, but for us, it's been, it's given us the time to be with each other and get to know each other. Um, so grateful for that. Well I, well, I understand that something, something happened that was pretty big deal that you've navigated through this quarantine together. Maybe you could speak to that for us. What happened? Yeah, so we experienced a pregnancy loss. Um, we didn't know that we were pregnant. And um, I'm pretty intuitive. And, you know, I connect with my, my womb and my body a lot. Um, and I just remember saying, you know, I think I'm pregnant. <laughs> um, and I also think that I'm having a miscarriage. And, you know, it was really hard on me because I wasn't sure. Um, I only, like, intuitively knew. And sometimes I feel that, um, like, I test my intuition a lot. I'm not really sure, but I know. Um, but I was having a miscarriage and I was experiencing a lot of miscarriage symptoms and it was painful. Um, and so I contacted a friend um, that I, you know, we have a very strong bond um, and she recommended me to contact plant, uh, Planned Parenthood, and I called Planned Parenthood, and they recommended me that I get a pregnancy test because I wouldn't be able to be seen by anyone from Planned Parenthood until it was confirmed that I was pregnant, and so this way I got the pregnancy test for me, um, and, you know, I was really afraid to take the test, um, and I was kind of, like, putting it off, and one night we couldn't sleep at night, and you know, a lot of spiritual things were going on and it was very intense for both of us. And, you know, he was just in bed and he was like, I don't think we should go to sleep tonight. Let's pray together. Let's pull some Oracle cards um, and let's journal together and like really ground down and set our intentions. And, you know, our, let's talk about our fears and our worries, our concerns. Um, and that night I took the pregnancy test and it kind of just made it more real for me what I was experiencing, what I was going through. Um, and I went back into the room and I just like, he just looked at me and he was like, he saw that I had the test in my hand. And he was like, are you, are you pregnant? And I said, yeah. And I just like broke down. Um, 
after just like realizing the truth in my in that and yeah it's been really challenging since then um with waves of feeling um like that loss like i lost something um or that i wasn't ready yet to be initiated into motherhood um a lot of changes are still going on with my body that i can feel um and yeah and then i also feel just like uh even more connected to myself like i lost something but i gained something back i gained my spirit back and um uh me and joe's way our connection is like i feel is up leveling and is upgrading in a way because of just this this beautiful life that entered um my body and whew, that just gave me a, a new opportunity um to you know be in this world in a, in a different way yeah new perspective yeah how do you how do you feel sharing this with all these people here uh it's hard um i never thought that i'd share publicly it takes a lot of courage it takes yeah. a lot of courage <laughs> it takes a lot of courage it takes a lot of bravery to step up and share you know these kinds of things so often when we go yeah. through these kinds of struggles we do it in private so yeah. you're you're just so courageous if you feel me say word yeah. if you feel me say word wow look at that we all just amazed by you and and your courage i'm, I'm sorry for your loss but Thank i'm you. so grateful that you're here and you're sharing with us um so josue how have you been navigating this <laughs> what's come up for you well um yeah as it was going on you know um i had a lot of thoughts about what she was going through I was, I was questioning it too i was thinking pregnancy as well but i wasn't sure you know i'm not in her body or anything like that so um so i just did my best to be of support um getting the pregnancy test i was really nervous um and then once she showed me the test um i remember when she said she was pregnant i kind of was happy for a second because I thought that meant that she was pregnant and that she wasn't having a miscarriage. So I was actually kind of happy um, because I believe the day before, a couple of days before, I'm not sure. Um, I remember like waking up and when we were going to sit down together to have our alone time, I, I remember touching her belly and say like, I, if you are pregnant that I want this baby, you know? And I remember being in the shower and um, actually, and then just thinking and imagining us in Costa Rica having the baby, you know, <laughs> becoming citizens in Costa Rica and getting away from Babylon. You know, I imagined that in the shower and I was so happy. And I came out of the shower like so excited to tell her about what you know, I was envisioning because you know, we've been talking about uh, traveling and everything, everything like that and where we want to be. And you know, we want to, like the city life is cool, has its perks, but like island life is like, I feel like that's what's, that's what's calling me like a more peaceful simple life and finally found a woman that i really want to build that with you know um i'm not a commitment type of person all my relationships have been really short um and then to be thrown into this one and i feel like it's a soul connection because when i first saw her she kind of just blew me away and and like i even like kind of avoided talking to her <laughs> and like approaching her because i'm like i want to make sure that i'm ready before i approach her because her energy is like really powerful and so like i, I don't want to mess it up because i have a tendency <laughs> to just like self-sabotage and, and i'm going through all these things trying to figure out who i am 
my sexuality, my preferences and everything like that, because I just feel like a whole new person in the last five years. And then, so to be, to be going through all that and then to finally have the courage to, like, to go for it with her, um, I really want to make this work. So I've been having to really face myself a lot through this whole ordeal. And I'm so thankful to have her because I feel like I'm really tough <laughs> to like be with because I'm all over the place, really. Um, and she, she takes all of me in and she, she accepts all of me. And I've like told her things that I don't tell other people and just really just, I just want her to know me. So this has been like a really powerful relationship for me, um, for us. Uh, so like after envisioning that and, you know, really uh, and coming to terms saying, yes, you know, I want this baby with you and really, you know, and really feeling, feeling that the baby was there and then figuring out that we lost the baby, um, that was really tough. Um, I know, like, ever since that happened, there'll just be days where I just find myself just laying down and just tears start coming out of my eyes. Um, after that event, too, is when I really had one morning where I just, like, I really just started crying. Tears were coming down. And that's something I've been working on since we started this relationship, just to be able to cry and be emotionally available because I've just been, I, I, I had that ingrained in me that crying is not manly. I, I can't show emotion or anything like that. And the if you ever learn, if you ever learn that crying was not okay, say a word. Yeah. If you ever learn that crying was not okay, say a word. I think a lot of a lot of um, men. Oh, you see what's coming up in the chat here. It's a lot. Yeah. A lot of people. A lot. A lot of people feel that way. So so Josue Josue. So what did it feel like? to let somebody you love see you cry? It, it felt amazing. Um, I felt comforted um, because, you know, I imagine seeing me cry and then if I, like if other people see me, I imagine them like laughing at me or saying, why are you crying? And that's partly because I feel like sometimes when I see other people crying, that's what I want to say to them. And I'm just like, why do I, why, why do I want to be like that? Um, so, you know, I've had to question myself a lot about what my programming is. Um, mm. It felt amazing to be held, to be supported. And as we're going through everything, I know she's going through a lot at the moment as well. But she came over and she hugged me from behind and just like held me. Um, and it was beautiful after that. There was just some things I've written down, some things that I felt about myself. Um, and I was kind of really mad at myself and then we, we burned it, we burned it, you know, mm -hmm. like we, we transmuted that energy. Um, and since then I feel like my tear ducts might, uh, have really opened up. So <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. So like that. It, it felt amazing. You know, I, I really feel supported by the data. Um, it's allowed me to open up and become closer to myself and to my family and to all my relationships and to be more honest about things and to love myself. She encourages me to be who I am and I tell her things and I'm, I get so afraid of what she, how she'll react. And even if she reacts like in a way that's not so fun initially, you know, she processes, she processes it in a beautiful way and then she comes back and she's just like, she loves me. And I feel like we've been falling in love a lot over and over and over again. Um, throughout this whole thing, which has been beautiful. Mm. Wow. 
Wow. Well, I got to say, I'm so grateful that you, you came by, that you, you shared your story with us um, and, uh, and that you found each other uh, and that you've been able to navigate such a challenging time in quarantine and, and, and really turn it something really empowering and transformational. Um, you know, I think we, we, we speak so often about, you know, how, how love starts um, and not often enough about how it, it might continue. And, uh, you know, these are, the, these are the unforeseen challenges of being in partnership and uh, I think they're important stories to share. And I'm just really grateful that you showed up and you shared that story with us so bravely. Um, Touchpoint fam, uh, what is one word that you are thinking or feeling as you listen to this story? Just curious to know what's coming up for you. Trust, love, strength, support, maturity, connection, vulnerability, resilience, empowerment, compassion, spirituality, truth, dependability. Uh, this is what you've brought into the world tonight. Um, this is what you've left people feeling and thinking. So, um, you know, I always say every time, every time we tell our story, um, every time we tell our story, we set somebody free. Yeah. And, uh, I think that you've set a lot of people free, uh, tonight with your story. Really grateful that you're here. Um, sending you both so much love. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, all right. So Chris, I think I want to, I think Chris, if you can hit me, hit me with it. I, I really want to, I want to talk about, we've talked to two couples now. I really want to talk to, uh, to my single people. Are you, if you are a super eligible human, say word. Word. I'm off mute. <laughs> 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 Simone, That's Simone, 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 I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. I'm, I'm going to bring you in. I'm going to bring you in in a second, Simone. One second. One second. No, okay. Ahead. We have a lot of, we have a lot of super eligible humans here. Okay. If you use any dating apps, if you use any dating apps, say word, just say word. I got to I'm trying to get a pulse check here. Okay. Okay. We got a lot of you. Okay. Okay. Now, if you could, I'm just curious which apps you use. So if there's an app that you prefer, just if you could drop the name of the app that you like in the thing. I see Hinge, Bumble, OkCupid. Okay, there are Bumble, Hinge, Quarantine Bay, Filter Off. Okay, all right. So, so here's the deal. Um, Touchpoint producers, I need you, uh, I need you to... Uh, hit me with, uh, if you could go through and, and you could just identify some of, uh, some of these super eligible humans, let me know who they are and I'm going to check in with some of them. Our first super eligible human comes straight out of Massachusetts. Yeah, Simone? What yeah. the deal? Simone, Simone, Simone. I want Hi. everybody to meet Simone. Wow, okay, look how, at me in a big screen. Oh, oh my God, the big screen. Simone, how you feeling? I'm good. How are you? Oh yeah, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Simone, I'm so excited to talk to you. You know, I know uh, you, you've been in quarantine. You're, you're, where are you in Massachusetts? I'm in Revere. I'm right on the beach. Okay. All right. Great. And, and are, have you been, have you been on the apps? Have you been dating? What, what's been going on? 
like, I guess, kind of. I've been, like, chatting with people, but nobody, like, can keep a conversation going. Like, I don't want to sit here with you and asking you, like, what's up every five seconds. Like, I'm so not here for it. Okay. And so, like, what? like, what's your biggest fear? And they're like, what? Why? Well, that's, that's a hard like, question to answer. That's a hard question to answer. So what? So, so Simone, what, what, uh, you know, let's, let's just, uh, let's talk a little bit about you and about, you know, what's going on with you. First thing is, uh, if you could have a superpower for one day, what would that superpower be and why? Me and my best friend were just talking about this last night on FaceTime. Okay. I, I would want to be a healer who could heal like anything. I could heal like mental illness. I could heal cancer. I could heal like scripts and bruises but like anything that could be so fun oh my god okay so you want to heal anything great okay and what what are why are you on these dating apps why are you looking for love right now i'm looking for love always it's just a forever flow um <laughs> because wow. i just want my person i just want my best friend that i can do anything with anytime i just call them and i'm like let's go for a drive to like connecticut and they'll be like yeah let's do it or i'm gonna be like hey i just want to like go grocery shopping do you want to come and they'll be like yes let's do it like, I don't know, I'm just a best friend that I can make out with a little bit. You want your best friend you can make out with a little bit. Okay. That's like my so usual I, go-to saying. That I say. I've noticed on your Instagram, you know, we took a look at your Instagram and saw that you're very body positive in your Instagram. Yeah. And I'm curious to know what, what does body positivity mean to you? I feel like it means a lot because... So I wrote a little quote about this actually because this is okay. my brain. Um, yeah. I just feel like a lot of the times I was like, everybody I grew up with was always like, I hate myself. And it was like a normal thing to like say. And I was always like, why do you hate yourself? Like, no, you shouldn't hate yourself. You should love yourself. If anybody's gonna love you, it should be you. And so I feel like I kind of, as I grew up realized, like I'm gonna keep pushing that because everybody needs to love themselves regardless of what their body looks like, regardless of like, if they're single. Like I just feel like everybody doesn't love themselves or even like themselves. How did you, how did you learn to love yourself and to find, uh, um, how did you discover body positivity? I mean, we live in a world that is, you know, largely not body positive at all. So I'm curious to know how you arrived at this. Cause I mean, have you always been so, so supportive of yourself or have you had some low lows? I definitely have had some low lows in middle school. I was like, in elementary school, I was bullied, like, every day. I went through puberty when I was, like, in fourth grade. I was just, like, terrible. And so, like, I was kind of like, why does nobody else in sixth grade have, like, boobs or, like, a body? Like, this is stressful because nobody, like, understands. And then I found my obsession with musicals, right? And so in Hairspray, she, like, is this, like, bodacious, beautiful woman and, like, kind of gets flack for it. And I was just like, why? Like, that's stupid. You're hot as hell. And like, kind of, that I feel like extra pushed my life. Damn, I'm hot. She's hot. Like, let's pop off. And so, from so hairspray. Like, so hairspray. I think that was I think that was Ricky Lake in hairspray. Actually, I love uh, it. it okay. So All right. Well, beautiful. So Simone, where can people find you? There's a, like, should we, there's 50,000 people who listen to this podcast, Simone. So we're going to direct them to somewhere to see you online. Should we send them to your Instagram? Yeah, come into my Instagram. Come on over. All right. What is your Instagram? My Instagram is Simone, S-I-M-O-N-E, uh -huh. Gallagher, G-A-L-L-A-G-H-E-R. 
Okay, beautiful. All right. Well, well, it's great to meet you, Simone. Thank you so much for being here. I love seeing your face. Thank and you. uh, hopefully, hopefully some some uh, some super eligible humans will come check you out soon. Um, yes, I'm here for it. Chris, can I have Jay? Jay says he's a super eligible human. Uh, is on Tinder. Is this Jay? Oh, it is Jay. It is Jay. Hi, Jay. How are you? How are you? Hanging in. How are you feeling? I uh, can't complain. Okay. All right. So uh, where do you live? Uh, down in D.C. Down in D.C. All right. Good. Well, it's good to see you, Jay. I know that you, you've, been, uh, you've, you've been part of the Touchpoint community now for a couple of weeks. We've been able to see your face. Um, I never realized you had such pretty eyes, man. Jesus. I mean, is anybody else seeing what I'm seeing right now? Yo, if you see these pretty eyes, say word. I mean, geez, they're just popping right off the screen at me. Whoa. Um, so Jay, so Jay, are you, you're using Tinder? Is that, that's the app that you're using right now? Yeah. Yeah. You know, how's it feeling? Uh, I think there's a lack of, um, realness on Tinder because you got to sort through the bots and everything else. So I think that it's not the best. <laughs> the bots? Yeah, there's a lot of fake profiles and stuff and, and everything on there. So it's just, it's, it's a terrible um, interface. Oh, man. All right. Uh, okay, so Jay, um, Jay, if you could have a superpower for one day, what would it be and why? Um, I think flight would be cool. Flight? Yeah. All right. Why? I think it'd just be really cool to be able to go wherever you want, whenever you want. It's All not right. as altruistic as, as a spoon spot. <laughs> yeah. All right. Beautiful. Well, you're in DC. How can people find you, Jay? Are you on Instagram? Uh, I am. And what's your Instagram handle? Uh, it is, where, where can we see those pretty eyes, Jay? It's amazing. Amazing? Under, yep, A-M-A-Z-I-N-J underscore J-A-Y. Got it. And your name is Jay Red. It is. It's like, it's like how people mispronounce my name all the time is actually your name. Your name is Jay Red. Yep. All right. All right. Beautiful. Well, thanks. Thanks for uh, being here. I'm glad to see your face and those beautiful eyes. Uh, Chris, uh, can I get um, uh, Pooja? She uses Bumble. I would love to see Pooja. Hi. <laughs> oh my God, Pooja, what's going on? Are you embarrassed? Yeah, I'm totally embarrassed. I did not expect uh, to be um, done. Oh my God, but you're doing great. You're doing great. All right, so Pooja, you're using Bumble? Yes. How's that going? You make the first move? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's going okay. I went on a, like a, a Zoom date. I went on a Zoom date with someone. So okay. fun, I guess. I don't mm -hmm. know. <laughs> sort of similar to Simone. I'm maybe having some trouble getting excited about the conversations I'm having. Yeah. All right. I, I, what's your first move? Like if it's on Bumble, you have to make the first move. What's your, well, are you like, what up? So like there's a question game that you can play. So I do that. Or I just like ask them how they're doing because I don't know. I'm just kind of curious. Like I feel like right now I'm, I live alone and I'm a teacher and my students are really like 
they're teenagers, they're really struggling, they're having a hard time. So I feel like I'm really like thinking heavy, deep personal thoughts. Like I think I'm like working on a lot of my personal struggles. I think I'm like a lot of old wounds are coming up and I'm like working on those. So that's kind of where my head is at. And my students are like, they got a lot going on and they're struggling. And so I'm really like trying to create all this like space for supporting them. So that's where my head is at. And so to get onto like Bumble and just like chat about nonsense feels really, really difficult to do. <laughs> or it just feels like, I mean, the way I just said it, like it feels like I'm just chatting about nonsense. Like I just want to like get in the deep and just be like, so what are some of your, you know, how are you healing yourself? <laughs> that's your, what is with these questions? Everybody's trying to just go deep. Like, what are you afraid of? How are you healing yourself? I, I that's am intense. Really have you I'm, ever had somebody ask you that on a first date? Yeah. I've been on Wait, first dates. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Here we go, here we go. You and I are going to just run through this real quick. Yeah. All right, all right, here we go, here we go. All right. Um, Pooja, it's nice to meet you. Hi, Jared. So how are you healing yourself? <laughs> wow, yeah. So one of the things that I, should I just answer? I feel comfortable answering, but also a little bit nervous because I really didn't expect to have to talk about myself at all. I know, I know. Do you want to have this conversation with me? If you don't, it's okay. Yeah, we can skip actually, it. I feel like you're off. I kind of feel like you're really excited about it. I'm getting yeah, it. I mean, I, you're I, like, like, okay, I'm so really let's do it. Pooja, this is our first date. Here we go. How are you healing yourself? So... Lately, so like my current thing that I've been working on a lot is um, thinking about, and I, I think I've been working on it for a few years, but I've sort of had new challenges. I've always really defined myself by my productivity. I've always really defined my worth by my productivity, um, by the amount of work that I do in some way or another. And in the last few years, I've become really like outspoken about rest. So I've just been like kind of constantly been the person who's like, I'm not going to work anymore. I'm going to have boundaries. I'm going to go home. Don't email me. Don't talk to me. I'm sleeping. Leave me alone. No, I don't want to do that. So I've been that person, but I've always, um, I've been that person who's constantly talking about not working while also constantly working. So I always had like a deep sense that I knew I was doing enough work. And so I could just constantly talk about not working. And now I'm not sure that's sort of rockier now. Um, that's one thing I'm working on. Some of the other, some like a lot of perfectionism has come up for me this mm -hmm. uh, quarantine time, I guess. Um, I don't know that I'm doing a good job as a teacher. I don't know like how to be a good teacher um, in this context. I don't know how to be like a good, a good whatever. So a lot of those things are are coming up for me. What about you, Jared? What's coming up for you in this quarantine? So much. I've made like hundreds and hundreds of friends. Uh, it's been a wild journey. You know, I started logging in every day on March 17th. I started logging in every day at 6 p.m. Eastern mm -hmm. Standard. And it was just like, whoever wants to join me, join me. If you've ever joined me at 6 p.m., say word. I lurked once, but then I realized I couldn't lurk and I had to participate, so I left. Do you see all these people? <laughs> it's, it, is, it is wild how many people have been hanging out at 6 p.m. And I've really... I really found so much connection and so much love with this crew. Um, and then we, you know, we launched a, uh, a chat group on Telegram. And now like I open up the, I mean, they exchange like 
literally a thousand messages a day. I'm not, and I'm not exaggerating. Like I'm not exaggerating. I open up the app and it's like, you've missed 1.1 K messages. Yeah. That's just like my extended family's WhatsApp group. Yeah. 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 So, so this is like my extended family's WhatsApp group. So I guess like for me, I'm just really grateful right now. I'm really finding like a tremendous amount of connection with so many people and uh, and I feel like it's been it's just been a wild ride, and many of them many of them are here now. Many of them have shared in the space, um, and it's been beautiful. I feel something tells me that you're going to be in there soon. <laughs> something tells me you're going to be in there soon because who are you connecting with? Who who are your who's your uh, home team right now? Who who do you trust? Who's close to you, Pooja? I'm I honestly like I feel just like the luckiest person ever because like I have such a good close group of friends. None of them live near me, so I don't see them physically. I'm close to two of my neighbors. What are their names? What are their names? Oh, Who's Andre. your closest friend? I, oh, I can't. I, it's, it's give me like, one name. Just give me a name. Priscilla. Priscilla. Okay. All right. Yo, can we get Priscilla in here right now? No. What? She's like doing her own thing. She's got like, she's doing her own thing. Wait, <laughs> I, I'm confused. I don't understand. What is she doing? She's doing her own thing. Everybody's doing their own thing. What is she doing? What is Priscilla going? Is Priscilla, is she a secret agent? She's a very- Does she work for the government? She's very important. All right, Uh, tell us about her. She's, you know, she's just not the kind of person that I would, uh, that would spontaneously jump into something like this, but I can ask Priscilla if she's willing to come to one of those 6 p.m. things. That will be my All right. Who, do you have any friends that would spontaneously jump into something like this? Or of all I your friends, not you have no spontaneous friends? Um, I Pooja, do. Pooja, who? Come on. I want to meet somebody Andre. who's on your team. Andre? <laughs> if you want to meet Andre, say word. I got to see who's on oh, Pooja's team. You are, such a, you are such a shining light. Like You're just beaming right now. And I believe that we beam because we build up a strong constellation of connection. And we just have a, a huge family of people that we can stay connected to. And that's how we, that's how we beam the way you're beaming. I got to see who's in your life. Pooja, I want you to find me Andre. I got to meet Andre. Okay. I gotta meet Andre. What what do I do technically for you all to meet Andre? You send him the link that you use to 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 get in here. Okay. I will okay. send it. All right, perfect. Perfect. While we're waiting on that, while we're waiting on that, let's bring up one other person. Let's bring up one other person. Um, Chris, while we're waiting on on Pooja's friend Andre, can I meet Maz in New York City who's <laughs> using hinge? Where's Maz? Hi. Hey, Maz. How's it going? You tell me. How are you doing? Well, I spoke to you last time on the 6 p.m. call when I was in Vegas with my boyfriend at the time. If you oh, remember. you guys broke up? Yeah. <laughs> Why? He was, he, was, he was the singer. <laughs> yeah. We, um, we broke up. It's too hard to do long distance, and I could never move to Vegas. I'm sorry. And he can't move here, obviously, but... I just couldn't, I just, I can't, I can't see myself living in Vegas. So I thought, what are we doing? Wait, so you're a super eligible human now. I am a super eligible human right now. Oh my as God. Of, of, not long ago, but you know, you got to push through and you've got to heal. And you know, if it, you know, it's one of those things where if it's meant to be, it'll be, but you also, I, I said to myself, you've got to be, I've got to be smart. I, 
what is the point of going beyond nine months of my time that we've spent together if I don't see myself ever moving to Vegas and he doesn't see himself moving to New York anytime right. soon. Oh my God, that's it. All right, so, so how does it feel? How do you feel? Break to be honest. Hard. Breakups are hard, but sometimes breakups are easy. I mean, it depends. I mean, I don't know. To be honest, I mean, I won't lie. I did love him and... I won't lie. I did love him. I like that. <laughs> but I do, in a way, feel a bit of a weight has been taken off my shoulders. Okay. Doesn't that sound really weird? No. And I would hate for someone to say that about me. Oh, we broke up and now that I'm, she's not in my life, I feel like a weight's been taken off my... It doesn't sound that nice, but I feel like I had this pressure that if it was ever going to work, I had to move to Vegas. And there was all these things about, you know, New York is no longer safe with this pandemic and New York has the worst numbers, so you should leave anyway and... I love New York. I can't leave New York. I came all the way from Australia and moved my life to New York. And five yeah. years is not enough for me to be ready to leave. Yeah. And, you we know, need you I, in New York, Maz. We yeah. need you in New York and we need you in our, we need you in the chat group because <laughs> you are, you are, you are a winner. I'm excited that you're here. You are, I mean, but it feels good. It feels good to be a, you know, a super eligible human back in the city, you know, summer's coming. It feels good. Everybody's even inside. though, I think in a way the fact that we're in this quarantine is a great opportunity for me to really work on myself rather than just go out there and start, you know, totally. hook, hooking up with other people just to get over it. So how are you healing yourself, Maz? How are you so, healing yourself? So meditation, which I told okay. you about when I was in Vegas. So I still okay. do my meditation. That has really been saving me. So if I ever have a moment where I'm feeling really low about the situation or I'm feeling a little bit lonely or whatever, I'll just put on one of my meditation. Um, I use Insight Timer. I'll just, so there are some days, believe it or not, there are some days that I will do maybe like five 15-minute meditations throughout the day if I'm having a moment. Um, or five moments. Yeah. So I'll... Every morning and every night I still do my meditation. I am lucky that I'm still working. So from nine to five at least, I um, am distracted by my work. That's pretty demanding. And I've, I think something else that's really been saving me is Instagram Live. I do all these, um, there's these people, fitness people that I follow that do Instagram Live workouts. So I have my, my gym mat. I have a couple weights and bands and I'll just sweat it out. So I'll just do me. I'm just doing me. I'll cook. Oh I might God, go for a amazing. walk. I might ride my bike along Riverside Drive. Just whatever I need to do to con not convince myself, but to remind myself that just because that relationship didn't work doesn't mean my life is not worth continuing or my life can't still be amazing. I'm sorry. If you think everything she just said is just on point, say word. Please say word. I mean, wow. We are loving you right now, Maz. I, thank God you showed up. And uh, I, am, I am grateful that, uh, that you came by. Um, I would really, really love to see you in the chat. I think everybody would love to see you in the chat, to be honest. I'll join. <laughs> you have a lot of fans here. This is wild.
Okay. Even so- though I did say, even though I did say I've joined Hinge, I've barely had conversations because honestly, I'm just, I'm too busy doing me right now. <laughs> you should put that. No, you should put that. You should put that in your profile. You should write. You should me. write. I might be slow to respond. I'm too busy doing me right now, <laughs> and just see what happens. I mean, honestly, like I think that, but you know, I, that might that might be a. Uh, a strong tactic. I can tell you that in our dating chat, so we have a, we have an at, we have a, a community chat, but then there was so much, uh, there was so much going on in there that we created a dating chat as well. And people are uploading their, their profiles and they're all giving insights, advice on how to upgrade your profile. And the advice is pretty good. I gotta say, like, it's a strong crew giving unbelievable insights on the dating profile stuff. Yeah. Uh, My friend Lena, who got me into this, told me about that. Oh, Um, my God, Lena, that's right. That's how you found us. Thank God. Oh, my God, this is so good. Maz, I can't believe that we got reconnected. I know. Um, Honestly, this is the first time I've been back since that night. Oh, see, this is meant to be. Thank freaking God. Journey Jill wants to know how to get into the dating chat. So here's the deal. We're going to end up closing this space now, but then we're going to hang out. I take a five minute break and then I come back and then I just open up the grid and just start talking to random people on here. Uh, but before we do that, uh, before we do that, um, I do want to ask, um, <sighs> the goal of this every, every time we do it is to leave you with one thing to think about. Just one thing to think about. Um, on your journey. And I'm curious, uh, if you heard one thing tonight that you're gonna be thinking about, um, say a word. Word. Okay, so now what is um, the one thing that you're gonna be thinking about? Put it in the chat so I can see. <laughs> Everybody in here, vulnerability, love is a journey. I'm too busy doing me. Healing, freedom, honesty, super eligible human, eye contact, love finds a way, facing the unknown, inspiration to be open to possible. Thank God. Aren't you glad that you spent an hour with us? I mean, come on. Look at the things that we heard. I mean, thank, I mean, this space just always delivers every single time. It's unbelievable. Um, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um, Sylvia's hooked. Thank God. Sylvia, Sylvia's here and Sylvia's hooked. That's a lot of words and I'm, I'm grateful you shared them. Um, so, I'm here, I'm here for your house plants. Thank you, Allison. I appreciate that. Uh, I am too. Honestly, it's like the number one reason why I, I really hunkered down here in Brooklyn. I was like, I am not leaving these plants behind. Uh, um, so, so here's the deal, folks. Um, I'm going to take a five-minute break. It's 8.55. I'm going to go and uh, refill my tea. And then I'm going to come back and I'm going to open up the grid and who's ever still here, we're, I'm just going to start chatting with some of you. This is our after party. Um, a lot of good things come up in the after party. Uh, you know, we've had some amazing shares in the after party. Um, and so I recommend that you hang out 
uh, and stay with us. If you're going to go, a couple uh, important announcements. One, I teach a free workshop every week called The Magic of Tiny Moments. Uh, it's about how we cultivate human connection and why it matters. It's an hour and a half, and it's uh, really the synthesis of everything I've learned after talking to about 5,000 people about their their love lives in all different ways. And so, you know, if you want to check that out, there'll be a link in the email about that uh, tomorrow morning. Uh, also, we do a 6 p.m. check-in every single night at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard outside of town hall nights. Um, and any of you, everybody is welcome to join. Uh, it's from six to seven. Uh, if you're, you want to join, you can. We're on Zoom every night. Um, we do have these community chats uh, that are available on Telegram. So you'd have to download the app Telegram. And once you download that, uh, you pop open a link, which is lovetouchpoint.com slash Telegram. Uh, and Kaylin, who's our head of community, just shared those links in the chat. So you download Telegram and then you go to your web browser and you type in lovetouchpoint.com slash Telegram. And then you will be brought into our group chat. Uh, and then from there, if you want to join the dating chat, we also have a channel just for parents. Um, you can also be in there as well. Um, and uh, we also recently launched a Facebook group where we're telling stories uh, every single day. And if you have a story that you'd like to share with us, you can submit it there. Um, and that's it. Uh, before uh, we close the space, I just want to show our team. Uh, I'd like to show you some of the faces of the people that work on Touchpoint that are working behind the scenes. If uh, Chris, can you show me? Uh, can you show me Kaylin, please? Kaylin can wave for us. Say hello to Kaylin. This is our head of community. Hi, Kaylin. Uh, can you bring up Antonia? If Antonia is is uh, is still logged in. Um, okay, perfect. Can you bring up Leslie? Everybody, this is the team that really, you know, works so hard during the week to make this happen. Can you bring up Sophia? Uh, I'd like to show everybody Sophia. Um, okay. And then, uh, can you also show Chris? Can you show Chris? There he is, everybody. There's Chris with the good hair running the show. Uh, this team works very hard on this all week to make sure that this happens and that we can host 175 people in one space. Um, I, it has been brought to my attention that uh, Andre is in the building. Uh, so Andre, Pooja's friend Andre is now with us and we are going to be checking in with Andre in five minutes in the after party as long as I'm going to be calling on whoever wants to hang out with me. Um, I always say that, uh, I wake up every day and, uh, my objective is to create and, uh, collect evidence that the world is safe and people are good. And everybody tonight who have shared, uh, both in the chat or otherwise, you've done that for me. Um, thank you so much for being here. I'll be back in five minutes if you want to hang out. If not, have a wonderful evening. Here we go. Thank you for listening to Touchpoint. I'm Jared Matthew Weiss. You can always join us for live recordings by registering for free tickets at lovetouchpoint.com. And you can find us on Instagram as lovetouchpoint.